Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. and welcome back to episode number 66 of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a wonderful friend joining me, a long-lost friend. So this episode is called Long Lost Friends. Mr. Reef, how are you doing, my dear? Good, Janet. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad we found each other again. It made me happy. Oh, it really did. It was a good surprise, and it just happened just going through everybody that I follow just on a, on a whim, just looking up and seeing somebody retweeted you. And then uh, it was like fate, huh? <laughs> exactly. It was. So tell people like, how did, how did we meet? We met on the, the 4D discord at first. I mean, we, every, you weren't well known in the Patriot circle. It was a, it was a well-known name. I would say during that whole time, like right before the election, I, I would say pretty much the whole time you were doing a, there was a lot of mentions on, on you for a while. And, you know, I know you did another podcast, right? Or you were on certain podcasts. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. This was before we met, I'm saying. Yeah. Before I we was, met. Yeah. I was on the No Mercy podcast a couple of times. Like, six, yeah. I remember seven. when they had the, the whole, like, six or seven people on, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. That was during quarantine. <laughs> so this was an insane time for, um, him and I, because in that chat, uh, it was 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it was a little crazy. Um, it was fine for a while, and then it got a little nuts. Uh, had to do a lot of policing in there, but uh, <laughs> we always had really good chats, and I always appreciated that, even though there are certain people that thought you were attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> I always just challenged them to think differently. Exactly. Everybody was so intent on thinking one way, and it was that's where you saw the craziness pop up in that chat. Maybe people were home too much. Maybe people were, yeah. you know, social engineers that were working there, which I do believe they had something there. And I just feel people were just losing their minds, just buying into like fake narratives and just false hope. Where yeah. a lot of the other people, like me and you, kind of went the positive spirituality side, but yeah. <laughs> you had to jump off that boat quick. <laughs> It was so funny, though, because um, when we were in the Discord together, we always seemed to have good conversations and good rapport. And then um, I got removed from Discord permanently. So uh, you and I lost touch, which really, really sucked. And I was like, hmm, like a little pouting kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you found me on Twitter, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny how that works, though. It's like you can literally disappear somebody from somebody's life just through a social media. 
I know my heart got Twitter pated when you sent me a, a friend request. Yeah. So I was excited <laughs> about that. So, so tell people um, like a little bit about you. What's your background? I'm a, a 100% purebred Albanian, uh, ancient warrior, blood. <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm just a normal guy from not normal. I don't think many people from New York City are normal, but I'm just a regular guy that uh, that's kind of like boots on the ground for Patriots in FEMA Region 2, which we call New York City right now. It's a, it's a remarkable time. In the time. epicenter. <laughs> yeah, in the epicenter of what, whatever is occurring right now. It's almost like right now you're seeing the Walking Dead that takes Instagram pictures of their food. You know, it's, it's crazy. People are getting vaccines now in New York City just to take Twitter. Instagram pictures. It's, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, I did see something about there uh, today from your lovely new governor um, that said that they were going to start firing healthcare workers yep. and they were going to replace them with National Guard members. Yep. And foreign workers, Filipino foreign workers as well. Now that's very frightening if you're calling up the military to replace normal everyday staff. And she well, yeah. said they were even gonna call up retired people. So, yeah. hmm. Also, she said, did you hear that speech that she had about how the vaccine came from God and were all his disciples for taking the vaccine? She's unhinged. Uh, yeah, it's that's a, a no. I don't know <laughs> any religion. Um, that's that's that way even though the pope uh who's a crazy satanist in my opinion I mean, vatican you know. is a whole different episode for a whole different <laughs> yeah so that was his, that was his thing that even though there's aborted beetle parts in it it's your it's your duty and you're calling from god to get it <laughs> i don't know what god he's talking about but it's not anybody i know so moloch no one's buying it Ball. no one's buying it I don't think anybody's buying it. I don't see it. I work a little bit back to where I, I'm in the construction industry in Manhattan. So I see it. a lot of guys don't have social media. A lot of the normal nine to five guys, they don't even bother with it. They think it's a joke. They it don't is. have no clue what's going on anywhere in the world. And they don't care. They live a good life. But a lot of them don't. You know, there's a lot of different thought process. A lot of them don't don't buy this vaccine. In my union alone, I think we're losing like 500 people on Friday, which is crazy just right. for not getting this vaccine. Right. And they denied it. They deny even religion. They'll deny uh, medical. The only medical you can get is you got to find a doctor to prove that you're allergic to it. It's right. it's insane. It's really gotten insane. There's going to be, and now you're, like you just said, they're going to have these, the military, the National Guard, they have yeah. foreign workers coming in. People that during the pandemic worked with no therapy, no vaccine. Mm -hmm. They didn't pay them extra. There was no hazard pay for them. Right. They all, they, the Congress got together and they were like, you know what, we're going to get these people uh, 10 more dollars an hour, and then that failed. <laughs> you know, right. the frontline workers, the same people they were banging their pots and pans for, and now they're throwing them out in the street, going to replace them with foreign workers and yeah, the military. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about literally anybody. Well, unless you're a foreigner, and then they tend to care more about you. It's, it's true. And you know, it's funny. It's my family. I'm Albanian. My family's all foreigners, but they're so patriotic because they're so thankful for this country and this opportunity here it's right. unbelievable and then most of them are conservative that you don't find a lot of them the right. ones who are liberal are the ones who went to college <laughs> believe it or not it's exactly. amazing how that works you know <laughs> even though the whole 
the whole conservative has taken a new meaning. They hijacked that word too. So now we're just patriots, you know, I guess, right? right? We're not we're not even conservative according to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, It really has become crazy. Yeah, and I don't understand it. And I don't um like you 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 know, your family being from somewhere else, you know, what do you think about the narrative that they always try to spin where, you know, it's like well, if you believe in America first, then you hate, you know, people from other countries. What do you well, think the, about that? Well, the, the crazy part is, is the immigrants that come from Europe have to go through such a tough process to get to be an American citizen. Mm-hmm. They go legally. They get everything done legally. They go through the paperwork to the lawyers. So it's a process. You're talking five, six years sometimes. Right. And they never thought of it as, you know, this is the greatest opportunity. They, they, they blessed with this opportunity to be here. And they come from, you know, some parts of Albania right now don't have running water. This place is third world still. It's head of human trafficking center in Europe. It's like drug filled everywhere. These people are really running from from some hard times, but they don't get to get a free stay here. If they come through Europe, you got to go through the process. And a lot of them get deported back. They don't get their visas renewed. So like Mm -hmm. when I see what's going on now, it's like, holy shit, there is a process that works. And we're just letting everybody in. Yeah, we just we just don't use the process that works, no. you know, and then the thing that I think is terrible, like um, I'm not anti-immigrant by any means, any way, shape or form, not. but you have to do it through legal channels because there are people that applied legally to be here. And like you said, it's a really long process. It's not a cheap process, you no. know, and you have to go through a lot of learning and and stuff to become a naturalized citizen and all of that stuff. And so what's happening now is they're putting all of those people that are flooding across the border ahead of the people that have actually done it correctly and been waiting in line for their turn, which I think is- They're also also putting just Americans that have been here ahead. There's a lot of people still struggling. People Mm -hmm. don't get it. You know, the right. narrative that's being spun in front of them, this reality that's being spun for people is not real. There's a lot of people struggling right now. It's yeah. it's not good. You know, they'll they'll say, but unemployment, they'll give you, you know, you always get one of those smart asses, but unemployment's at this uh, level. But that's not the truth. There's there's mm-hmm. people that I know personally that lost everything in this last right. year. And yeah. they're not getting it back, you know. And well, they, no. they're working at Home Depot right now just to work, you know. It's right. like. They do whatever they got to do, but it's, it's, it is not good for a lot of people. And people have this like false reality that things are getting better. It's not. Yeah. And it's funny because um, there's so many people, like you said, that are struggling and can't pay their mortgage, lost their homes, you know, had to find another place to live, lost their jobs, whatever the case may be. And then it's like, well, that's okay because we're just going to raise taxes so you're going to have to pay more in whatever job that you find trying to support yourself. We're going to tax you more so that we can give your tax dollars to somebody coming illegally for food, clothing, housing, medical care, free college, you name it, free, 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 everything. But the people here don't get that benefit. They don't no, get it. It's not, you know, they, people don't even understand, even when they talk about the hood and the ghetto and all these bad parts and there's a lot of all types of people in there there's white there's black there's hispanic there's a big community there 
You know, right. they painted this narrative that it's only one way in, in these communities. When they're in these low impoverished communities, you got people that can't afford even their rent. And right. they're working. They're they're out there working, but rent now is like I've heard, I just read an article that rent's at its all time high it's ever gonna be mm-hmm. right now. It's insane. How is rent going up? There's no there's no job. Well, that's the thing though, is that if they can push people um out of their homes and, and stuff like that then companies like BlackRock can come in and, and buy that up too. Yeah. These, which is crazy, these, which is exactly what's been going on. And, you know, like the housing market is absolutely insane right now. And the, you know, price difference between what it appraises for and then what the bank will give you, it's it's like completely upside down. And people are losing their homes left and right because they can't afford to pay that extra or even like with you being in the construction industry there's a lot of people that you know um had contracts on houses and then the costs yeah. have gone up so much that they're like here give me an extra seventy thousand to cover these construction costs that we didn't figure in there in the first place so people are losing homes that way too because they can't afford it of course, and it's it almost seems like it's planned right now. You're going to see another crash. It's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody can afford these high. You're going to get a mortgage of seven hundred thousand. The bank is going to give you a, a refinance for what it's worth now. You know, right. it's just set up just like the the last time. But don't worry, there's a trillion dollar bill that's zero when it's free. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, they really think we're stupid. That's the best part about it. They just think we're all morons. Like, oh, it's free, sure, but how does that work? Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't even know how people. It's none of your concern as a taxpayer. It's none of your concern. Man, don't worry about it. Here, take this. You know, forget about it. <laughs> don't worry. Here, take this. Go ahead. You know, enjoy your six hundred dollars. That's what they're gonna do. I have a feeling they're gonna introduce it again, and they're like dying to lock us down again. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's like they get off on it, and the people, you know, I I live amongst the gentle people too. You know, that they're in my apartment building. They're all about it. They don't mind. They got a beautiful downtown Hoboken right here, and everybody Uber Eats. All the restaurants are empty almost during the week. It's unbelievable. Uber Eats, DoorDash, that's all they order. They, you know, sometimes you want to go out. (laughs) (laughs) I know people can't see that. They're not going to see this, but yeah, my cat just completely dive bombed up onto my computer. So, sorry about that. It's but like, it, it's going on? there there is a there is a mass psyop going on you can see it people are, oh yeah yeah they, they're all about it and that governor from new york is not too far off it is almost like a religion it's a cult and i see it i see it now when people the first thing they talk about is like, i'm vaccinated i don't give a shit what you want <laughs> Could I I care less? you know thank you but for you know it's, it's funny because like um throughout history they love to throw out that word cult oh you're in a cult Oh, you like Donald Trump? That's Colt 45, not the beer, the Colt Colt, um, you know, or this is a Colt or that is a Colt, but it's the same thing with them. I mean, it is almost like a religious doctrine that they have going oh, on yeah. in, in the vaccinated community. And you are evil and you hate people. And you want everyone to die if you choose not to be. Yeah. And, and I've that noticed is cultish a, behavior. Yeah, I've noticed a huge difference though in like my friends who are working 
working blue collar guys that got the vaccine. They're just like, you know what? They all feel guilty for getting it. Almost like they were forced. Everybody you talk to, you're like, I have to get it. But then you look, I have friends that are Ivy League educated and they're just in a different planet. They're like, oh, you unvaccinated people are causing all this. I just want an explanation on how that works. You know, there's no explanation. They just say, no, you guys are causing variants. It never happened before in the history of mankind. But now it's happening from for this for this vaccine. It's just it's incredible. But but most of the people that get it that I know, they they feel so guilty when they're done. It's Mm. unbelievable. It's almost as if they got raped by the government. They come in. Exactly. They're like, I don't feel I didn't feel good about it. Even the guys that I work with, they're like, I really didn't feel good about it. It's just. But, you know, there's a lot of people, too, that um, like uh, there's people on both sides that are full of caca. But you yeah. know, there are people that are conservatives that'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so got it because they caved. Well, so-and-so went to school for a very long time yeah, and yeah. put a lot of money into degrees and certifications and to get to the professional standing that they are, you know, and they had no choice. It was either get of it course. or get fired. And they work in such a small you know, realm of whatever specialty that they do, it's not like there's readily jobs available for that market. No. And so people were forced. Healthcare yeah. workers were forced. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the nurses will tell you that's they're the first group of people that are like, nah, no, no. No, because so. they see it firsthand. They see what's going oh, yeah. on firsthand with all this. It's it's remarkable. The same. You know, it's ironic because ironic, last year the TikTok nurses were huge and now they're getting fired. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. And it's just, it's just. Well, the, it was I, only good relief while they were twerking. Yeah. So uh, they're not twerking anymore. So you got to go. They're not twer- yeah. It, it, and they're saying they're not even going to play on unemployment either. They're yeah. going to treat it almost like a leave of absence of sorts and try to yeah. coerce them into quitting on their own. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. where do we go? Where do we go? And there's here? a what lot happens? of businesses. Too, um, like attorneys were saying, don't quit, make them fire you. But in the healthcare industry, they're being real shady where they won't even give you a letter of termination or letter of separation or anything like that. They're just like, nope, you have to get off the premises or we're going to escort you off by security. And the nurses are like, no, like I want, I want my letter of termination. And, and so they've caught on to that and now businesses aren't doing that yeah so it's your one against theirs if they don't put it in writing these uh these healthcare facilities these privately owned ones i mean during the pandemic there was a shortage of masks and everything these guys were helping their buddies drive up the the cost and drive up all the demand for everything because hospitals get first pick of all the uh ppe and they were they were literally sharking everything and making all the prices go up purposely just so their friends can get paid. We're talking exactly hospitals that are quote unquote overrun. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. They weren't overrun and they were shortage on PPE. There was plenty of PPE mm-hmm. and it's just, it was just unbelievable what they're allowed to do. They get away with everything. These private hospitals. Yeah. And now they're going to get rid of all these people. It's just a sad thing, but where do we go? What do we do? You just spread the word, try to, you know, try to, change one person at a time that's all you can and do and that's all you can do and that's yeah, all you that's can right. ever hope to do yeah that's so. what i do i had a kid that i work with and he wanted to get the vaccine I said, just sit down and just hear me out for a couple minutes you know if you don't like what i say go ahead i'll drive you to the place if you want 
just listen. <laughs> I'll drive just, you there and I'll open yeah. the hickey out. No, <laughs> just listen. And he ended up listening. You know, that that helped. And now that he, yeah. he went and started researching, he's like, oh, man, wait, this thing is fucked up. There's mm -hmm. something going on here. You know, there's really something here. But again, right. like you said before, it's just a straight up psyop. People are just, they're tricked. They're in a spell. Yeah. You know? You know, and why do you think it is that so many people, like, can't see what's going on? I think it starts early on with who people are like, like now back to our like discord conversation. I noticed like us, we went kind, kind of more spiritual maybe because we saw shit was coming and we're like, we got to get real with, with God or whatever mm -hmm. our internal creator is. Right. We need to get shit because shit's going to get dark. You know, mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people, including yourself, like I think you told me you felt the same. Like everybody went spiritual more, like trying to better themselves and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, enjoy life as they can. But these I just think that people don't think they're worth what they really are. Right. You know, they're they're kind of like they got the wool over their eyes over having a fancy car and being even if you're an Ivy League student and having a great job, like this is like what they think everything's about. And there's so much more than that. You know, you right. can be a well paid, you know, stockbroker, but you can also be an enlightened, well paid stockbroker and do good for everybody, you know. Exactly. There's so much more than just what people tell you. And I think a lot of people just don't understand, especially when you took a lot of people and you said you're not essential you know you're not essential you you don't deserve a job you need to stay home and yeah I think, and it's so uh, crazy to me because um every human being is essential of course you know? and and who is the government to decide or or somebody that you know with all election fraud um <laughs> that, you know they say they're elected but they're not really ever they're selected for their positions um but I mean, who are they to, to choose, pick and choose? And like, you can't, you know, bars can stay open, but you can't be in a church. Like why? Yeah, the liquor like, stores. None of that makes sense. Yeah. Farmer's markets closed, but you got McDonald's open all day. Yeah. It makes no sense. It wasn't you supposed can, to make sense. You can shop at Walmart and Hobby Lobby and Home Depot. But uh, by golly, you can't go to your local grocery store, mom and pop yeah. owned. Yeah, it's crap. I mean, crap. just remember, remember even just walking down basketball courts, they were chained up, the hoops removed. It was right. <laughs> there was playgrounds with chains around them. It was like you were literally you're, you're watching something that you thought you could only imagine movies and whatever and books. And here you are watching it live. And people are like, yeah, yeah. that's great for us. <laughs> it's great. 1984 playing out in real time yeah yeah and i mean it's real time you see it but people still don't know what's going on people are still they don't they don't know what's going on in their own state like most people don't even know new jersey's got a got a governor election coming up next month and nobody even knows this guy murphy's a democrat he's deep with with all these big banks and he's gonna win again they're just gonna rob the phone it doesn't even matter yeah <laughs> and you know i think a lot of that has to do with People know that there's so much uh, cheating that goes on that they don't even care to vote anymore, yeah. like at all. I mean, my age group, a lot of people don't don't care. They don't want to even vote. They're like, why am I going to vote? Stupid. You know, they, yeah. And a lot of, you know, my era is the first time I voted was for Obama, believe it or not, at first. And I believed in it. And the first year, I was like, oh, my God. Because he was so a really <laughs> suave speaker, yeah. right? And I and I bought into it, and I was I remember arguing with some of my friends 
who like knew about all CFR connections and all Bilderberg groups. They're like, this is the anointed one. They kept telling me. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, and then when he, when he got Joe Biden, I was like, wait a minute, this guy's a, a career criminal. Everybody knew that. I remember when he had that, but I'm like, ah, it's going to be okay. And then the first year bails out the banks, no mm -hmm. arrests. Everybody lost their homes. There was no, and you just in there with a smile. That's it. There was nothing, did you sit, nothing came did from you it. sit back and go, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What did see, I also, just vote for? There were such frauds that they had the, the House and the Senate, and they did nothing. Nothing at all. All they did was fund their friends in Wall well, Street. Well, now, now, they did pass the, the health care bullshit. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you can't read it before we pass it. You can only read it after we pass it. And yeah. they had people trick saying, yeah, they're not supposed to read it. <laughs> There's yeah. too much reading going on. It's it's crazy. I think that's why Even they that made them like twelve thousand pages. So you know, everybody will be like, "Yeah, no, like I can't even do a fifty-page book. Not going to read twelve thousand." No. Give pages. me some bullet points or something. That's enough. Here. <laughs> even yeah. when I read a book, I'll read three pages. I go to Wikipedia. Let me get the rundown of this, <laughs> and then I'll They're tell people, "Yeah, I read it. I did read it. It was a great book." <laughs> exactly. Is there clip notes for that version of that bill? <laughs> well, that that again was a. A little stress test to let people know we're going to slowly take over your exactly. government wants you and it was a little stress test and they saw a lot of people didn't like it it was not people wanted medicare for all but not in that nature they wanted the they want everybody to compete with each other lower health care for everybody right. not have the government choose three companies saying hey you got to pay me this you got to have this insurance and it doesn't matter because what could possibly go wrong with the government picking and choosing no they mm. never commit any problem there's never any problems no Everything they sink their greedy little hands and always comes out. Golden. roses. <laughs> it's just like now. Give them your health now. Give it's it's unbelievable. That's that's even crazier. The whole like now your health is being controlled by your employer and your and your health and your government. It's insane. It's, so it's, let it's, me let me ask you a question. Um, since he was the first person that you voted for in that aspect um like were you more on the liberal side before and something happened to change that or like where do you stand on things or where did you stand on things i, I know where always, you're at now i was always even then i wasn't really liberal i was just more about america freedom like just more of a just libertarian view on everything and that's what was sold then you know i was young i was what close to 21, 22 when Obama came out, mm -hmm. you know, and I was working hard and I was, it was hard to, I was working two jobs. And even then I was right. like, this is not easy. I'm not making, I'm barely making a thousand dollars a week, you know, working two right. full-time jobs. And even then, but the promise came out, we're going to help everybody. We want change. Cause you know, Bush was a disaster. I mean, it was an <laughs> yeah. epic disaster. <clears throat> yes. And, and you know what? They're cut from the same cloth. They're all the same team there. That Bush family dynasty. They're all the same. Oh, yeah. And that's what, and it ended up getting a lot of people indoctrinated into this cult. And I saw it. I saw then how people were like really liberal and they, they were wearing their Hulk shirts and they were, they, they really Hulk got into this whole, yeah, they got into this. That's where I saw like liberalism really start to rise. And no matter what you said against it, it was like, well, what are you talking about? We can't leave Afghanistan, but that you, you ran on leaving Afghanistan, you know, the exactly. wars, especially like I have a twin brother who was in the army, served in Iraq for two tours. And even, you know, coming from him, you'd be like, what are you doing over there? Well, who the fuck knows? You know? And they're sending these people out. I'm sure he lost people. I'm sure 
many people have lost people and there, oh, there was yeah. no answer for it. And even yeah. he said, remember, he wanted to get out of Afghanistan. He wanted to get out of Iraq. He extended everything more. Mm-hmm. Droned a couple of people. There was a famous speech by him that said, hey, so we killed, we tortured some folks. <laughs> word for word, we tortured some folks. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, but it, it all know. stemmed, sorry to interrupt you, Jane. It all stemmed, believe it or not, after 9-11, when I was in New York, you saw some of the craziest things people just Muslims were getting arrested. I mean, with no right. due process, they right. were taken into like secluded areas. I mean, we know family members that were taken from their mosques and they didn't see their families for three months with right. no due process. And people were all about it. Like you're seeing now, you're seeing the same type Political of cult prisoners. tactics now. Yeah. You're seeing it now. Like these Muslims, they were getting <clears> beaten up on the streets in Manhattan. The taxi drivers getting beaten up. It was, it was a pretty crazy scene and all because the government said we need to be safe. So we're going to just round up Muslims. And see what right. happens. <laughs> and, well, and that's and they've done that throughout history because they did that to Japanese people, correct? You know? yeah. And they, and they like really like cracked down, and they they put them all in an internment camp. Anybody yeah. that even remotely looked Japanese, they rounded them up. They rounded up the Muslim people. They they round up. Oh my God! Anybody that doesn't agree with Joe Biden or anybody they deem as a terrorist. And like today, they they threw a general in in prison because he spoke out about the Afghanistan debacle. It's unbelievable. So you just like everybody's a political prisoner that doesn't agree with you. Yeah, they okay. they're able to successfully change definition. This is newspeak. Mm-hmm. It's it's just right. like the book. I mean, this is new newspeak. You're seeing it happen live in real time. Right. Or when they're they're asking the same general, hey. Why did you call our enemy China? Oh, that's my job. It's not his job, but if he says it enough and it's repeated into the CNN and all the news outlets, then you believe that he's allowed to commit treason and and people are defending it. Yeah. But but the general that questioned Biden's Afghanistan debacle goes to prison. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why you let people die? Makes, yep. What's the saying now? One plus one equals three. That's it. It exactly. doesn't. It doesn't need. The less sense it makes, the better it is for everybody. I think. Because even I, I'm like a lot like you. I'm deep in the rabbit hole too a lot sometimes. And and what I really know about the reality is it'll just blow the minds out of somebody when I'm trying to tell them about about certain things. And I'm like, well, right. you know, all this government dates back from and I'll take them back to families and then that dates back to Vatican banking families and it dates back to Sumerian kings list and they're like wait a minute what are you talking about <laughs> they don't and realize this is. Is a, yeah, is. this is an Everything ancient is. family cult that they believe in something else than we do whether right. it be Luciferian or I, I haven't figured it out yet but there is they don't believe what we believe in at all yeah it is it, like there's so much information that you really like if somebody's new to, you know, being um, how do you want to open-minded? Say yeah, new to getting or receiving some some information they've never heard before. You really have to take baby steps because there is so much, and everything is tied together in a neat little bow, you know, and everything relates to everything else and. It's overwhelming. I mean, there's podcasters that will tell you, you know, when they go deep into a subject, they literally have to get off social media for a while and just like 
regroup and recover. Yeah, because it, it, it takes a toll on you when you're actually finding truth that's mm -hmm. coming from, you know, FBI documents and government right. information sources and well put sources and you're reading all this and it's it's heartbreaking. We really and you're like, wow, we're letting this go on. And then you you you're starting to do it. You almost feel guilty for knowing all this stuff. You know, it's it's a weird feeling, you know. But again, I don't feel guilty. I don't know. No, not me. <laughs> I'm a professional shit talker. I don't care. I tell everybody. You know? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I start off everything. When I meet people, I'm like, before you get my opinion on anything political, I believe in interdimensional space aliens and time travel. So wherever you want to go. You really want to go there with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to do that, let's go. We'll sit down. <laughs> We're going deep. But most people, they you can't even break them a little bit just to think about that there's a conspiracy or a fan. Like, they even think when, let's bring up, you say Pizzagate, they're like, oh, that was crazy. Well, that wasn't crazy because that was based on actual people that were getting arrested and actual court proceedings. People were saying there was a satanic cult and we were being sold. Like that's in right. documents in court. But everybody, they were able to mold that up again in a little package and say, this was fake. It was mm -hmm. all fake. Kids are not getting trafficked. What are you talking about? Everything's great. Yeah. And, it, you know, um, like I got into it with somebody that was a big deal in the quote truther community. And he made a post about um, kids being trafficked and it's no big deal because most of them are found anyway. Most of them return home. So the incidents of that like never happened. I went batshit nuts on this dude. And I was like, you are exactly the reason why there's a problem because he was all in on stuff and then all of a sudden it's like whoop, total change of attitude and i'm like i know what's going on yeah you're getting paid yeah somebody is yep. paying you yep. some money and that's why you made that retarded ass post yeah yeah well these people in the communities too i'd get in conversations with them just by being a guy that just DMs somebody and then getting, and then you realize these people have no clue what's really going on. Mm -hmm. And, and again, like I said before, it's a, like a, a weird topic to tell people there's social engineers that are hired by companies yeah. to do this. I mean, we, there was, I remember the Bishop Larry Gators was going on all these shows. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time listening to him on, uh, on crowdsource the truth and then going by doing the research as he was talking. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. He's lying. You know, and then realizing this guy is just bullshitting. He had this great, great gimmick of the boules and all these like different things. But it was interesting to hear. But he was bullshitting a lot. Yeah. And, and he was going on all the local truth podcasts that all knew each other. And I'm like, oh shit, this guy's. This I know guy's he, in it. He contacted me, um, like not too long after I had started my show, and I was like, eh, sorry, I'm like booked out for like a year. I don't have any time available at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he started you know, he being very in, nasty to people too. Yeah, being in that community, um, people talk and they, they're like, you know, they tell you like what guests are like to stay away from or, you know, what their opinion was to somebody. And so I heard a bunch of scuttlebutt and I was like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could see it coming from a mile away now. <laughs> thanks, but no. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But it's true. The truth or community, a lot of these people aren't 
intact with anybody. That's why I like the truth of community that do spiritual podcasts and don't mind talking a little outside the realm of just right. Trump and this and, and Boulez and, and you yeah. know Rockefellers and Rothschilds. I mean, you we know, we get it. And we that's know why, something. Yeah. You know, that's why I like doing what I do because I don't like the cookie cutter at all. Everybody talks about the same thing and you have to cover all the same topics and stuff. I, I don't like that. I like being able to like have personal conversations with people that I meet or, you know, fans or, you know, followers or somebody random that I meet, you know, off of social media or whatnot. I like that. I don't like that, you know, you have to do this to be successful. Yeah, that's not my thing. You, you put yourself in a corner too. Yeah. And now you're now you're only you're building a fan base that's expecting you to talk about the same topics now, yeah. and that that's all you're gonna do. And eventually, that you reach the top of of the pot too. That's it. After that, like you're yeah. not gonna grow from there. At least when you get people to start talking about normal things and just you, know, you connect with people that don't have an opportunity to really to say yeah. what they want. Because there's a lot of people like myself who have a lot to say, but they don't feel comfortable saying anything to anybody. Well, well, you can say whatever you want to me. I am totally good with that. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now I'll just be constantly texting you. <laughs> Jen and I had a thought. <laughs> yeah, completely fine. I, I would not have let you have my phone number if I did not approve. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, what did, after all the election thing, when I lost contact with you, where did, where did you go? mentally um, spiritually like what ha what what was everything i i was fine um yeah because i was always fine before people were always like oh it's it's in the bag it's 100 percent and blah 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 and i'm like i'm fine either way yeah. and it's not being fine with the outcome it's i'm fine because i'm in a good place you know i i have a good relationship with God. I love my life. I love my family. I like my friends a lot. I love my friends. I don't just like you. Um, <laughs> but you know, like none of that matters in my everyday life. None of that stress, none of that drama, um, that the political sphere uh, creates. Um, so I knew, always knew I was going to be fine. Like it, the, I don't get depressed. I don't get down. Like that never happens to me. I think that's what a that's what started our friendship. We were both kind of on that that level of hey, mm -hmm. we're good. Let's start talking about how to enlighten yeah. each other and how to and you know, find it's it. yeah. It was funny because everybody else was like, "Oh, doom and gloom," and "Oh my God, we're all gonna die." And, oh my God, <laughs> this and like dark days and dark everything. And I'm like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" Like. Yeah, things are still gonna be fine. Yeah. People even, are like, even "Shut up, shut up, damn it!" And I'm like, oh. "Yeah." <laughs> Here I am walking away. <laughs> and that was the problems I was having with people. I was telling people, "I'm like, listen, there's no reason to get this mad. Who cares?" At the end of the day, if you exactly. ain't right for yourself, it doesn't matter what these these politicians are doing or or celebrities. If you're not right with yourself, it does not matter. Yeah, and no. it's gonna creep up on you sooner or later. You can wear the mask for such a long time, but eventually it falls off, and you got to start facing reality. And, and back to what you were saying, what causes people, to, I think that's what the thing is. People don't, they wear that mask as long as they can. Mm -hmm. And now they're lost. When they, that mask comes ripping off them, they're like, what is going on here? What is this? What am I seeing? You know, and I think a big difference too is that 
um, people put hope in something. And I don't like that word, hope. You should have belief. You should have a very strong belief in what your convictions are, what your morals are, um, what your spirituality is. You should not have hope in anything because hoping is hoping that the outcome will suit you. Yeah. You need to have belief that it will and that you're going to be okay regardless. And a lot of people don't have that. And they don't want to face like um, everyday life about like, what would it be like if I don't have to worry today? Or what would it be like if, you know, somebody doesn't trigger me or stress me out or whatever? Well, I don't know. You might be extremely happy if you don't yeah. have to live a day like that. But a lot of people are not built that way. No, that they, they say it's important to be in the still and in the quiet sometimes. Mm -hmm. No thoughts, no worries. And people don't like that. They, yeah. They've been conditioned not to have that because they need constant, you know, a constant something to worry about, something to look at, something this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the same way as you. I worry about literally nothing. There's yeah, nothing for me to worry about. I got a job that I do and I come home and, and now I just see what can I do to, to have, have a good day today. Exactly. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a rare thing to say. I don't know if it past spiritual experiences and doing mushrooms and all this helped. I mean, sure, it helped. I mean, it didn't go wrong. <laughs> but... You know, the half a gram of the half of, you know, pound of mushrooms I've been doing over the last month. But, you know, it, it did, it did I help. I eat that but... shit for dinner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do not. I don't. I've never done that before because I'm tripping all on my own. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't. It's it's a, something that comes to you when it comes to you. You know, a, a lot of people, yeah. try, they even try to, like, mold their personalities around. Oh, I take mushrooms. Like, it's, it's not even about that. It's all about the experience. And, yeah. And I think... Um, because I've heard other people talk about it and I've had people on my show that have talked about it before. And a lot of people that do that, like they expect to find themselves um, by having that experience. I don't need to do that because I already know who I am. And I've always known that. Like I've, there's yeah. never been a doubt like who I am. And, you know, it, either you like it or you don't like it doesn't affect me one way or the other if if people don't like i don't care no, that's the way to be but a lot of people even go have these like profound psychedelic experiences and then they end up temporarily changing themselves because they think they found right. themselves after these experiences because right. they saw this trip and they were like oh this is what i have to be but you see it's temporary again right. they're filling this need and they're like i gotta do it again i gotta i gotta get back into that area you know Maybe it was showing you how to be and you just didn't care much. You just wanted to change with no work. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, like for me, you have to do a lot of inner work on yourself to be to the level. I don't, I don't sound, I don't want this to sound snarky, but be to the level where I'm at, where um, I have perfect interreflection and you know I know who I am and have deep seated beliefs and you know nothing can sway me at all about how I feel or how I am or you know like the confidence that I have in myself and I think a lot of people struggle with that where they feel guilty if you know somebody doesn't like them or somebody looks at them weird or they have to have constant gratification from 
from other people or whatnot. I just don't live that way. Like, I just don't, none of that bothers me. I don't care. That's, that's a rare way to think, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare, it's a rare quality to have. You know, it's, it's, it, I don't know where it comes from that whole, like, I don't want to enlighten myself, but there is a vibe, like there's a mm -hmm. frequency. Even through here, we, when we, we have past discussions, like we have a vibe, there's a vibe. Right. You understand people's frequency and everything. And right. the minute I don't sense that, I'm like, all right, this is, this is not working for me. There's something, <laughs> something's off here. I'm not you're even gonna, trying to get you're you. You're going to text yeah. me tomorrow and be like, oh, sorry, my phone died. I got a new number. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say right yeah, before I, I say bye, I'm saying low that. frequency. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so funny because um, on that frequency level, like, I think like we gravitate toward each other, you know, and we, and we pick that up and you're like, Oh, this person is super cool and whatever. And everybody has such an amazing circle where when you're that way, when you're high vibing, you know, people just like gravitate together. Yeah, like and that's that. when, when ideas happen and, and, you know, business, business ideas happen when people are in the same thing, they all get together. It's just, it's just human nature. It's something that we have right. in, invented in our DNA. It's we're we're meant to do that. Right. We're meant to be high, high vibing and, and high frequency. We're not meant to be on that depressed, scared level. The fear is what yeah. takes you off that frequency and yeah. fear is, you know, and they, they've mass stress with only you being worried and having anxiety. They don't realize stress right. is such a bigger thing than just, just, uh, you know, anxiety and stress, it's your stomach, it's your, it's your gut, it's your well-being, it's everything else. But stress is a huge thing. They, they've, right. they've limited stress to only being anxiety. It's, it's crazy what they've made it think. Exactly. You know, stress is a lot more than that. And it's, it's, and it's depleting, it age you, it can do a lot of things. Right. Know, lucky for me, I found a fountain of youth and I look like a young buck these days, you know, but. <laughs> me too. I definitely don't look my age and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, I don't drink uh, kid's blood or anything like that. No, I don't. No, no, no. I gave it up 10 years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> I went through a phase. I was joking. wearing it. <laughs> I was joking. joking, totally joking. It was eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, right. <laughs> even that, people bought into that, but they bought in, they didn't understand what was really going on. They're like, oh, people are sucking the blood. All right, guys, let's take it easy. All right. Mm -hmm. do some research think about what you're saying here you know mm -hmm. that and it ended up being a metaphor for what all these vampire movies were about and you know mm -hmm. if you understood the history of all that stuff and you realize it dates back to you know vlad the impaler and right. this is all just them showing you what they love to do the elites are giving you vampire movies showing off you know this is what right. we do we're throwing it in your face <laughs> even that saying that is about so things profound. i do Oh, no, I <laughs> this is what we do. This is how we have, we play dress up and this is what we do. <laughs> and that's what they really do. <laughs> Mine is on a whole nother lever. Oh boy. <laughs> so tell me like, um, with the construction industry and the, the area that you're in, have you seen issues or problems with not being able to get what you need or anything like that and in, in new york you get what you need that's just the way it is the ports are run still by you know the old families and everything in new york city as long as the billionaires are paying you get what you need there's no short supply in new york oh, that's everything true. is still there yeah 
Well, it's nice, but you know, it's not nice for everybody else around the world. <laughs> They're hoarding pretty much all the construction. Exactly. You still got skyscrapers being built right now in Manhattan. And there's exactly. nobody in them. But they're building more skyscrapers, so something's going on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they're they're looking to move uh, all the creepy people into one place. I don't know. They already did. They put the bums in the hotels during during quarantine. Yeah, the, the, the homeless. I, I shouldn't say bum, but all the homeless were in the hotels, and like some of the public housing that the people moved out in, they were moving them in there too. Now, why can't they do that on a regular basis? You know, why can't they do that and give people some help, too, on top of that? Exactly. You know, they talk about all this. Men they're replacing cops with mental health experts. You have you can use those experts to use the people that are mentally, because that's what New York City is, all mentally ill people. It's not mm -hmm. it's not like the old school vagrants that just wanted to be bums and hippies. It's not none of that. It's yeah, that would that are, not be a, a yeah. state that I would want to just like, hey, the weather's great. I think I'll sleep on the street. Yeah, not yeah. a good idea there. No. Nah. For six months out of the year, it's frigid here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, you know, they know something that we don't. They survived COVID with no problem. Exactly. <laughs> heroin, heroin might be the secret. <laughs> See, and that's the thing, though, is that, um, like, with them, they're exposed to so many different things. Their yep. immune systems are amazing. Oh, yeah. And that's what it takes is a good immune system. And, you know, there was even some jackass on cnn the other day that i can't stand that's a <clears throat> doctor and she said there's no such thing as natural immunity yeah that, that was that really was, wow yeah. like i i must have completely misread all the books and stuff in school and yeah like whoa okay that's a yeah, new I, that's a new one and they all ran with and they don't even blink when they lied the other, everybody oh. else is just nodding their heads like, yeah, there's no natural immunity. Yeah, like I've never heard of that either. I had COVID. I, I got COVID and everybody in my family got COVID. And I went to work. Everybody else got COVID. But as new guys were coming in, they got COVID and we didn't. So there's something there. I mean, just recently, a kid that was vaccinated got COVID. But nobody else did because we all had it already. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's got to be something there. How are you going to tell us not, there's nothing there? But Again, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the yeah, reality no. does, doesn't matter. I could tell people, well, I had it already. I'm good. They're like, did you, did you take an antibody test? <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> right? Let's take it down a notch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thanks. Not necessary. Hmm. I'm not sick. But even the asymptomatic thing, that turned out to be a lie. Remember when they were peddling that asymptomatic? Yes. Asymptomatic. And then they actually released it and said, yeah, there's there's no uh, indication that being asymptomatic. It's so severe that you have to get tested to know if you have it, even if you don't have it. Yeah. No symptoms, okay. You have no yeah. symptoms. And yeah. again, before this, the history of any type of pandemic or sickness or disease, you can never pass it asymptomatically. But now right. this new right. one is so infectious that you can pass it, I mean, just blinking at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you watch uh, Bill Gates' documentary on Netflix, about it coming from a bat in Wuhan, it's also highly infectious in your eyeballs. Yeah. And I was like, is that why all these momos started wearing like face shields? I, I kid you not. They still I was, wear them. I was waiting I just, for I, was waiting I saw for this Gentile over here. 
was waiting for my husband one day. I'm sitting in the truck. He's got an appointment and I'm waiting for him. And I look at this woman and she has like the laboratory goggles on. Like she just came out of a chemistry lab <laughs> and this full face shield and three masks. And I was just like, whoa, but you don't have any gloves on. You might want to add those to your, <laughs> to your yeah. stash. I was like, you really go out in public that way? I mean, wow, that's somebody that's super duper brainwashed into thinking that this stuff is peaceful through the eyeballs. Yeah, not. Yeah, I, I'll admit though, when it first came out, when COVID first came out, I was kind of shook. I was like, all right, because well, I was taking public transportation into the city. And I was like, okay, wearing the mask, wearing gloves, because we didn't know what was going on. All we knew was there was a death count at CNN. People were dying. And I remember working with the guys at work going, uh, I think we're all just going to die here, huh? <laughs> this is it for us, right? Like, we're just going to get this deadly disease. And everybody was so freaking out. And then, like, one month came by. I'm like, all right, this is not, there's nothing. I thought it was. None of my coworkers died yet, damn it. No. Yeah, nobody got sick. Nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> so when you had it, were you like deathly ill or, or was it just like nothing? I had pains, aches for like two days and that was it. But again, I'm also a healthy person. I work out, I take supplements all the time. I've always been on, on supplements. Believe it or not, when I was a kid, like 18 years old, I got on supplements listening to Alex Jones when I was a kid because he would always talk about supplements. He was promoting his own supplements, but then I would go and then I would research it and be like, oh, he's, he's not really lying you know you could be selling a product but he's not lying you need vitamin d you need zinc you need all this stuff this is what he was exactly. saying back in the day too you know and that's something that we're not even taught in school we're not taught any type of supplementation or mm -hmm. nutrient dense diets the freaking pyramid that was told to us was a lie too oh yeah that's remember the food pyramid <laughs> invert that pyramid and that's the way you should follow it yeah yeah, 100%. The, the food where you should eat grains and cereal in the morning, and it was all sugar as kids. I mean, don't get me wrong; I got fruity pebbles here somewhere. I'm guilty as charged, but uh, you know. I'm gonna have to see those cabinets here. <laughs> and I don't pour just a little bowl, you know. I come from blood of savage. You I know, got I one of the big salad. mixing bowls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then my pancreas is screaming for the next three hours. <laughs> a gravy ladle for a spoon. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's because you're gonna fill the bowl up three or four times. You might as well just get it over with, you know. Exactly. <laughs> going back, I don't know. Hopefully. So, um, ha have you always like questioned stuff, or did that come later in life for you? I think when we were younger, we had a lot of like when we grew up. We grew up in an urban environment. You can walk to the park. You meet a lot of people that are. That were unemployed older guys that would hang around in the park. And then I think when we were younger, we had this older guy go, you guys believe in the earth is round? And, it, and I remember him telling it to us like that. He was, <laughs> and then he sat down and talked about Warner Von Braun and all these people, Nazi scientists. And that was the age of the internet. We're looking it up. We're like, this guy's telling the truth. And then me and my brother became like old school, like, you know, asking questions, even in school. And then we noticed a lot of our like cooler teachers were always the same way. Like, oh, how do you guys know about this? Well, let me tell you about this. And they started telling us about old CIA, our old history teacher would give us stories about the CIA plotting to like, that's when we found out when they did that whole, uh, they were trying to bomb the jetliner, the, mm -hmm. what was that? The Cuban Missile, during the Cuban Missile right. Crisis. Yeah, because that yep. was the big first, big conspiracy that was like revealed to the public. And that's where we started learning. So ever since then, you always question it. But my father always was good at telling us, 
you know, do your research, never give in to one side. My father would make us read books growing up. He would make us think critically. And he was always the type, don't argue unless you know what you're arguing about. So if you're going to argue with someone, you better make sure you do some research because you're going to look like a fool for the rest of your life. That's so cool, though, that like even like that you got that at home because my parents were completely the opposite. It's like I'm still completely opposite of them. Like their beliefs are opposite spectrum. But it's like um, I didn't have anybody growing up that would tell me things. I just like question stuff. I think it's because I grew up in Catholic school. And so they would like say things like I was taught by nuns. And they would say things, and I'd be like, what? doesn't make any sense. Was it like the way they whack you with the ruler? Oh, yeah. I got my knuckles busted a couple of times. That's crazy that that actually happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was was a whole new experience because that's, of course, I grew up a long time ago, back in the day where uh, basically they could whip you. They could use a paddle on you like they had – they had this giant wooden paddle that had holes drilled in it, you know, big, big bore holes in it. And they would literally bend you over the desk and whip your butt in front of the class. They, That's unbelievable. Like I got my knuckles busted because I'm right-handed and I broke my right arm one time. So I had a cast on. So they're like, you're going to have to learn to write with your left hand. And, you know, we're doing cursive and whatever. And I'm like, like I can't even make a straight line like how am I going to do cursive with my left hand and yeah so I got my knuckles bloody because I couldn't write left-handed yeah and then we wonder why your generation is the birth of serial killers <laughs> they're beating people up in catholic schools <laughs> my middle name is Chucky no I'm kidding yeah not really yeah I, I hear a lot of those stories though you know from my friends when they went to catholic school get smacked up by the priests oh, yeah. and the nuns yeah that, it's, yeah. That won't fly now. But you know, my, my parents were the same way. Um, like a, a switch, like go grab your own switch and I'm going to beat your ass with it or a belt or whatever. Because, you know, that's, I grew up in the 70s. And so that's just the way it was. In a and, way, it almost, I mean, it works some ways. <laughs> Discipline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my parents had that look. And as soon as they'd shoot that look, you'd be like, oh, shit. Now I'm really fucked because now they're going to kill me. Yeah. Well, even don't when you ever. did something wrong and you got away with it, you still because you had that accountability. Like, oh, I got to be accountable for this. Even remember, you'd go out and you'd enjoy yourself. And you know, you're not supposed to be out. And you're like, oh, man. This is going to really hurt when I get home. <laughs> I'm going to go home and tell them. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. I uh, snuck the car out of the driveway one time when I was younger. And, you know, I just like let the lights off and shut the door real quiet and stuff. And I was gone until, I don't know, like four o'clock in the morning, just being a dumbass teenager brought the car home and tried to sneak back in the house and they had one of these um it's like a wedge but it's electronic and so uh you put it under the door and when you turn this switch on like if if the door hits it it screams really loud (laughs) and so they noticed the car was gone they stuck that in the door i tried to open the door that thing was screaming and wailing 
my parents come down and they're standing there at the door to paddle. Oh no. And I was like, uh, uh, no. I'm not going to be able to sit for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Never stole the car again, though. <laughs> yeah, right. See, it worked. <laughs> I mean, you had this fear of paddles for the rest of your life, but it's all right. You can steal a yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. And so, if anybody that's interested, no, I don't like spankings anymore for that reason. <laughs> Don't send any DMs. They're gonna start saying you're gonna start getting pictures and whatnot now. I know. Well, that's nothing new. Yeah, I I told a I told a story one time um, when I was on No Mercy that like randomly I would get like dick pics constantly from dudes in my inbox, and I'm like, really? And it got to the point where it was so ridiculous and unsolicited literally all the time that my husband and I actually started putting them in folders and categorizing <laughs> them by like size and whatnot. And he's like, what'd you get today? And I'm like, button, penis, like here. And he's like, that is like the smallest thing I've ever seen. But that was like a, a joke for a really long time. It's unbelievable. People just like, even people we know locally because we used to go see bands all the time and all our friends were in bands and there would be dudes that we knew that would like send me a pic or something and I'd be like seriously dude like we were just hanging out like what is your deal like okay creepy yeah (laughs) I don't mean to laugh it doesn't bother me (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't bother me anymore don't send you should have started a podcast reading dick pics <laughs> yeah like i don't know but, but people get off on it yeah and that's that's the thing is that um like i even had a girlfriend that i was talking to for a long time that's been on the show before and i was telling her i'm like you know there are some guys that are so weird they will like hit you up and be like i want to be like financially abused Like, I will send you, you know, $12,000 a month and I'll pay on, pay all your bills as long as you say really shitty things to me. And she's like, what? And I'm like, seriously, I'm like, there's some really weird people out there. And so it was like six months later and she's like, you're not even going to believe what happened to me. And so she's telling me a story about that. And I'm like, told you. She's like, I thought you were nuts when you were telling me stuff like that. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Well, if there's anybody out there that wants to give me twelve thousand to talk dirty on me, you can hit me up in my email anytime you anybody want. Anybody wants to be a sugar mama, there you yeah. go. I'll Send it over. Grace. He's a good-looking dude, and he's a sugar mama. Yeah, that's it. You gotta just—I'll financially abuse you, no problem. <laughs> No problem. No questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> he might enjoy it a little too much. I'm not sure. <laughs> that is the so, thing, though. That is, and that's a culture too. It's like yes. a simp culture, I think. Simp. It's called simping, and that's but a. Know, but you know what, though, with that whole um, fetish community and stuff, that is part of the World Health Organization's new. Um, sexual education plan for schools is that now all of the philias and fetishes are included in your quote gender identity and um, sexual pleasure is part of it so if you're a toe sucker 
or whatever that makes up your gender identity now yeah, i don't why want the kids want to suck somebody's toes just because i don't like feet but that's they want the kids to be indoctrinated in this even i also yeah. think for some reason that even when you see like the hot teachers banging students i think that's oh, yeah. all a psyop too i think that's yeah. all bullshit too i think they're just doing it to try to normalize it almost because when yeah. i was growing up and i know my nephew's teachers none of them were hot banging their I, students same, you know? same. So I, I, had I think a, it's something to it i had a guy <laughs> i had a guy that was a, a guest on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and he actually was a teacher and i'm like you are literally the first sexy teacher i've ever known like in my entire life because i never i had nuns i had nuns until junior high and then i had like fat short dumpy bald guys that like sweat all the time or you know like librarian type ladies like no one ever attracted like i've never i've never had a good looking doctor either like ever <laughs> well now times have changed though that's for sure there's, there's good looking I, doctors everywhere now. I, I've still never seen one. Like I haven't, I've never been a patient of a good looking doctor, like ever. Yeah. I don't think I can be one. I need my doctor to look. To I'd look be like, ragged. I think I need an exam. Wait, yeah. <laughs> this is the third time you hear it this week. I don't know what to tell you, doc. <laughs> I swear there's something down there. There's something. You sure it's not a tumor? I mean. <laughs> I think that's work. all I I do. I think that's a little a part of a bigger picture here to normalize sex with kids. It's it's I do too. You know, even if they do have I'm sure it happens once in a while, but there was like a time where there was constantly good looking women sleeping with their students. It's just it 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 didn't it doesn't add up really. And I'm sure it's happening and I'm sure it happens everywhere. I know I know older guys that dated younger women, you know, but you know, I, I just think there's there's a there's a there's a big play here and it all comes down to taking over your kids' mentality and oh, yeah. your kids' thought process and breaking them down and not thinking. You had the New York Times recently released articles saying critically thinking is bad. And yeah. what was it? Wall Street Journal saying uh going down the rabbit hole was not a good idea. <laughs> well that's because they don't want people to know. But I mean just um what was it? Was it this year where they had that um I think it was the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir or something. Oh yes, yes. That was singing yeah. that song about we're coming, we're coming for, for your kids. children. Like, and like mm. what? Eight of those guys were pedophiles or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, mm, not coming for my children like that. No. Not going to happen. Again, mm. these are people that are not in reality because the 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 majority of the population does not think that way. And then yeah, when you no. talk about like your Hispanic community and your African American communities, they do not think that way at all. No. I mean, they're so conservative in their beliefs right. and everything. It has nothing, they don't even want to hear it. You know, even right. if you come out as gay in these communities, it's rough for them. You right. know, it's it's not easy go for them. And it's and I don't care whether you're gay or not, it doesn't matter. I don't to me, either. But you know, it's I, it's another I thing. Have a, my niece is gay. Yeah. Like I I don't care what you choose to do and what you do for your lifestyle but you don't need to force that on me or force that on my children like i'm not. not okay with the whole 
drag queen, drag queen story hour or drag queens twerking in front of my children that are no. like six. That my kids are not six, but I'm just saying that. Who's worse? Who's worse? The the drag queen there or the parents clapping in the background? I know. You know? Who's like worse there? for that? Yeah. Yeah. Not. Who's worse in that situation? Yeah. Sorry it's, about it's... that. <laughs> Bombed by a cat again. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, and I mean, that's just the thing is that, it, you know, and there are some people and they'll say, but, you know, you got to think of it this way too, like uh, heterosexual people, like it's really gross for gay people to see that kind of stuff. Okay. First of all, nobody has real gay friends because my gay friends, they've seen the most disgusting stuff that they don't, that community, they love partying. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, boy, do I have some stories. About yeah, like nursing stories and uh, removal stories and things, but we won't go into that. <laughs> I My first experience in a New York City club, I was 15 years old, and I went to this club called Tunnel, but we couldn't get in the main entrance. So we would get in with our friends in the gay entrance, which was called Curfew. So you can wait online, and if you were holding your friend's hand, they'd let you in with no checking IDs, no nothing. And I rem that was my first experience noticing. Even Imagine going to a club, and then your friend's going, all right, listen, you got to hold my hand and pretend we're gay before we get in. I'm like, wait a minute, what? what's going on? What kind of club are we going to here? Can you lick my ear, too? <laughs> <laughs> we got in. It was no problem. But that's when I first saw, like, drag queens and transvestites and mm -hmm. gays and straight and hip-hop people. But back then, it was different. People didn't care. The music was on. Everybody was having a great time. There was no right. fights. You had so many different communities there. And these New York City clubs were just like a cultural explosion. Oh, back yeah, in absolutely. The 90s and 2000. I mean, it was yeah. world-renowned. People were flying the world to go to a club, the limelight. I remember going to the limelight, and people would be like, wow, this is the most majestic place. And it was. There was a vibe there that everybody just got along. Mm -hmm. And that culture was killed, too, by by Bloomberg and Giuliani, they they mm -hmm. closed all those clubs down. They cited drugs and everything, but the but it had to be more because people were connecting. I met so many great people, you know. And I used to party with uh, Romanelli and those guys back in the day. But I didn't. They didn't. We didn't know each other, but I knew of them because we were all promoting in the club. So mm -hmm. now seeing him, this like the seeing him in the Discord and everything else, I'm like, I party with that guy, you know, You're the like, same guy that thinks like me. <laughs> we were doing stuff at the club. <laughs> You and me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because back then we all had promotional companies. I used my guest list and we thought who the hell we were because we had a guest list. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though, because um, like we don't even go out anymore because the the club scene has changed so much. Um, just in the time that, you know, we've been together, I'm like, I can't stand it now because it is so different and and not fun either like it used no, it's to be ooh, there was oh my god there's i'm sure there's lots of incriminating uh pictures and whatnot <laughs> <clears throat> from back in the day but now it's like anytime we go it just makes me uncomfortable because like everybody's depressed everybody has a problem everybody wants to upload all their negative crap on you and i'm just like Ooh, are you ready to go? Like, I'm not, this is not cool. Yeah. Like, I've gone recently. 
Yeah. I've gone like last year during uh during COVID when it first opened the city. Uh, like mm-hmm. right after COVID, the whole cold quarantine and people just don't want to have a good time. Even yeah. I, I get to have a couple of drinks. I want to dance, have fun. People are sitting on their phones. Nobody cares what's yeah, going on. They don't even talk to each other. No, like they'll go in a no. big group and then they don't even speak and they're like text, 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 text. text. <laughs> but they're, they're able to be seen. Snapchat stories. Yeah. Yep, that's Sex the groups. point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in no. all fairness, Duckworth started in MySpace era during the whole MySpace era. <laughs> well, it made a comeback. Yeah, kind of like everything does. Uh, Bell Bottoms <laughs> used to be a big deal when I was little, but that's coming I back. I remember buying too. champion sweatshirts in Kmart yeah. for $10 and now they're $60. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a little bit of a markup now from what they yeah. used to be. <laughs> we would get them. And our friends would make fun of us. Oh, would you get that shirt in Kmart? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now the champion sweaters are sixty to seventy dollars. I saw the other day. <laughs> exactly. And now they're sold in way more than just Kmart. Yeah, yeah. you see them in Nordstrom and Macy's. It's fun. Yeah. It's, you if you are you were made fun of if you wore cheap clothes when we were younger. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's for hundred percent sh- certain. And like my mom, um, because there was three of us not three of me, thank God. Um, but because there were three kids, like, and my mom didn't work, it was only my dad working and whatnot. So my mom would make our clothes. Like if there wasn't anything to hand me down, like she would make our clothes. Oh my God. I got so <laughs> much shit for that literally all the time. And they would do our own, our haircuts. And you'd always have that like straight across bowl cut on your bangs. And I'm like, <laughs> like retarded mom thanks yeah me me and my brother had crew cuts till we were like 15 years old that's all we got hey i could do a crew cut uh that might have looked better than my mom trying to cut my hair (laughs) you know with naturally curly hair that's that's not a great idea when your mom oh i can only imagine (laughs) (laughs) it was great trust me and then they didn't know about like mousse and gel and stuff so they would comb it out and they looked like they had an afro it was amazing yeah <laughs> do you remember the um cartoon from when we were little it was called the hair bears not the care bears but the hair bears and it was no, like um it was an animated thing kind of like yogi bear only these bears all had these like big weird hairdos and stuff that was totally me going to school when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Change your profile picture to a hair bear from now on. <laughs> now known as the hair bear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually CP, the other circus poodle, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we had the, the crew cut, and that was all we had. Now yeah. now that I'm older, we had no form to our hair, because all we did was get crew cuts. My hair grows like a chia pet sometimes. <laughs> it does has no form i want to see ago. i want to see the chia pet look <laughs> i do i got a slick back and well i got very few strands left so i got a, i'm holding on for dear life right now <laughs> i mean <laughs> my hair is like arnold right now holding on to the chopper it's, it's leaving <laughs> soon i'm just gonna let it go and see whatever you know exactly i, I just don't care anymore so so if you had a message like to give to people, what would it be? I would say get right with God and get right with yourself. Well, that's first. Get right with yourself. It leads to the higher you, which some people call God and some people call whatever 
whoever it is, but getting to your higher place is the most important thing in the world. And if you can better yourself in any way, look into it, even if it's eating better, even if it's meditating, even if it's just being, mm-hmm. start being nice to people you were never nice to before. Right. You know, try to increase that frequency just a little bit because you'll see a huge difference in the way you think and the way things happen to you. The outcomes of your reality is going to change when you're nicer and friendlier and you and just work on love. And that starts by loving yourself and taking care of yourself and raising your own frequency. And, and I think, I think is, if we can keep promoting that, I think people are starting to get on board because you start feeling good when you're in a good place. You start, mm-hmm. things start, like I said, you happen. The sparks are flying. Things are happening, you know, but you, you got to do the work. You got to, got to do the work. You just go into a, med- like, I know people that I'm going to a meditation class. I'm like, okay, are you just going because you think it's working or are you going because you want it to work? Or, you know, a lot of people are just doing things. They don't want to put the work in. Just scratching right. it off. It's like, I went to whatever, a yoga today, scratching it off. You don't get something from it if you don't try to improve yourself, your thought process. Mm-hmm. Just remove the negativity away from your life. Things are going to get better. It's, it's just the way it works. Great. That's a great. It is great. But only if you put something into it yeah. um, and then use that in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah just very beneficial health-wise. It could. Just being with your thoughts for just a little while. Just, mm-hmm. and even if you're mad or something, just take a second and just play it out. You see, it, you, you start thinking differently after a while. I think there are some people, though, that really don't like to be um, with their thoughts or with their self and I think sometimes that scares people to like be alone and just like think I heard I heard a good metaphor earlier I forgot where I think it was Aubrey Marcus the guy who used to own on it and he said when people change their thought it's like a part of them dying so mm-hmm. you have to think of it like a phoenix let it the phoenix has to die and it has to be reborn and mm-hmm. when people have opinions and thoughts it is the same way you're really taking a part of them away so even mm-hmm. if it's like let's say it'll see somebody who has just for the sake of saying it like a liberal mentality to mm-hmm. kill that you're taking away an identity you're taking away a thought process you're taking away who they are and they're killing that person off and it's you get into the deep dark woods when you when you start like right when you start rethinking everything like you got to go through the woods i got a friend of mine who always says that you got to get into the woods you got to go deep into the woods and sometimes you, you and most of the time you come out a better person but that's true, though, and, and there's a lot of people that, like, you know, were, for lack of better wording, like, woke up during the pandemic, and, you know, they would, <clears throat> of course, have a lot more time to spend at home and, and to look into things and whatnot, and so then they would, like, look into something, but then they would get so shocked at things that they would find that they would literally cry for, like, four or five days or have to be alone in the dark or whatever, just to like process. And it is like a grieving process where it's like your old dead, you're shutting your old dead skin. It's basically yeah. what it is. Your yeah. old dead personality is leaving. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is almost the same uh, way that you do go with the grie- grieving process. You first start grieving, then you mm-hmm. go through guilt where you're like, I can't believe I was that person, you know? Right. And then you go into sadness, but you gotta forgive learn learn like it's so much easier said than done forgive yourself right it's okay like this is is, every day is a new life if you wanted to if you want to be new today you can do something new differently and it'll change whatever outcome you think would happen just by changing the smallest thing it can change what you thought was going to happen you know when you come in negative and you you're hot you're angry 
bad shit's gonna happen. It's bound mm-hmm. to happen. It's already written when you when you, when you start yeah. acting that way. And that's the thing is, um, a lot of people don't understand that when you focus on like all the bad stuff all the time and everything's negative and oh my god, the toilet overflowed and I broke an egg on the floor and this and this and this and it's a focus on all these even small and I would say petty things but it's like so much energy that they put into all this negative or bad what they consider bad stuff that that literally happens to them nonstop all day long because that that kind of energy follows you around and when when that's where your main focus is that's the way your life's going to be and so a lot of those people are like I don't understand why everything bad happens to me all the time and like my life is total shit and everything's awful and everything's a mess every day that's exactly why that is what you bring into your life yeah it's true and then people start feeling they get addicted to that feeling too Mm -hmm. and that feeling of being the victim or being depressed or feeling this anxiety feel. I know I know somebody that was close to me that was addicted to the anxiety feeling like enjoyed that anxiety feeling like constant yeah. like when things were all right she created things to make things not all right right you know? and it was like you just got to take it easy it's, you know but there are again they're they're indoctrinated into that thought and they think that this is what this is what I'm meant to do I'm just and they right trick themselves and saying well i'm an empath i feel things like no you're not <laughs> okay you're not an empath you don't feel things mm-hmm. you're feeling your own anxiety you're looking for for negative negative attention and that's that that can, when you get the negative it comes out somewhere you know what i mean right and you know? it's so funny I, like i'm i'm the kind of person that if something happens to me that you know like i don't know the ice maker goes nuts and shoots ice off on the floor or whatever and i have to try to pick it up at you know that's a funny sight <laughs> on its own. You know, and I'm chasing it around the kitchen, and it just keeps scooting away from me. And I'm like, okay, but stuff like that just makes me laugh now. Like small, insignificant, like the toilets trying to overflow, or you know, whatever, whatever quote bad thing it is. It just makes me laugh now. Like it doesn't even phase me. I just like it's funny to me. Like, those uh-huh. little things, those can start with an avalanche, though, with some people. And that's yeah. the thing. The ice maker, now the ice. Now I'm chasing his ice thing. And from there, <laughs> something else happens. Now, now I'm late for the train. And that's how it starts. You know? Exactly. I should totally video me trying to pick up the ice. Oh, it will, you'll definitely get a couple hits on that one. <laughs> people would laugh, and then they would have a good day. So that would be the point. Yes. Yeah. So... um where can people find you at, my dearest? Right now, I'm only on Twitter at The Haram Life. That's H-A-R-A-M-L-I-F-E, The Haram Life. I just, what I do there is just I just troll and have fun with everybody else, put out information, you know? Just, I just have a good time on there. So you can always find me there, The yeah. Haram Life. So that's a that's a good thing, and I'm like I said, I'm so stoked that um, we found each other again because it's a pleasure knowing you, my friend. Um, your positivity too, is amazing. Your energy is amazing, and uh, you are a wonderful person. So thank you. You are as well. You're welcome. And uh, I just adore you. So, anyways, um, any final words today? No, nope, just uh you know, 
let's keep let's keep the positivity going and hopefully uh we do this again sometime soon exactly we will (laughs) and so for me and for reef have a wonderful wonderful day and we'll see you next time so have a good one and have a good one